Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Horses that race in New Zealand, he knows. When they have their first start in Australia, he tells. When they trial at Hamilton in Victoria, I know. Nightexports at gmail.com. They know. Garrick R. Knight on Twitter. You know what I mean. Garrick, how are you this fine day? I'm well, thank you, Velveline man. I am... Sitting here in the rain in Auckland, which for us is just another day. Um, <laughs> the, the sunny days are so few and far between now. I've actually forgotten what it's like. So, yep, just gives us more time to stay inside and watch horse uh, tapes and videos and make calls and get the information for the punters. It doesn't normally rain at a bar, though. No, that's true. <laughs> I... Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I've got, a, I've got a, a meeting tonight, actually, uh, with a, my local cricket team. Um, they're calling it an AGM, but um, I'm not surprised to learn it's been held at a local bar. So, <laughs> I guess the uh, the matters of importance will last about seven minutes, and then I probably won't leave for a couple of hours. Yep, picking up what you're putting down there. Now, let's get into some business and. Uh, race today at stall, race five, number one is a horse called Millwood Jesse, who's New Zealand bred. And I've got a bit of information on this horse, even if you don't. Yeah, well, I really can't give listeners much insight at all. She left here over a year ago as an early two-year-old without trialling or racing. Um, She didn't, didn't go through the yearling sales. I looked through all the results there. She wasn't there. I just not I'm not sure. Obviously, the the owners have brought her privately somehow. Um, she's from a very good family, you know. Millwood um, Millwood Touche's been a good good producer all the way through. Um, yeah, but you know, with Maddie Maddie Craven, uh, generally these Kiwi imports, he finds a knack of um, getting them to win fairly quickly. So maybe I'll defer to you for more insight on this one. Yeah, trialled at Hamilton last week, and I was there last week. It trialled okay. It, it had a bit of gate speed, so I expect it'll hold up at stall if it wants. But he then did hand up in that trial. So if he leads and hands up, I expect it'll go okay, but I wouldn't expect it to just win today. It was a There was three three-year-olds in the trial from memory, and there was a two-year-old in the trial as well by the name of uh, Clive's Girl uh, for Charlene Guzman, who's down uh, at Equin South. Uh, tr- working, I think, for Matt Craven and training a few of her own horses. It trialled ultra impressive. It sat four back the fence. It was last at the 400 metre mark. She pulled it out. It was a little bit green. It was by, it was a real typical Better's Delight going horse, which it's by Better's Delight. And she never asked oh. anything of it. And it just got to the line as sweet as can be, you know, without being asked. It really looks like it's got a motor in it. 
And on figure form, it only ran fourth in a trial at Hamilton. So anyone that didn't see it uh, would just sort of think, you know, oh, it's only gone so-so. But it was pretty impressive, a horse called Clive's Girl. So one, for, one uh, not quite New Zealand or anything, but uh, well worth taking note of. And Millwood Jess, Maddie. Unless Matty was toying with him and just joking, you know, having a real dead set quiet trial last week, it wouldn't surprise me if it won today. But off the back of that, I wouldn't expect it just to lead and dominate its stall. Mate, race one, number seven at Bendigo tonight. And I reckon a lot of people will be very interested in what you've got to say about Tiff's little sister. Uh, is she at, at Bendigo? Is she at, what, what race did you say? Yeah, Bendigo, isn't it? Race, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in race. Oh, race one, number seven. I thought you said race seven, number one. You had me confused. Um, yeah, Tiff's little sister. Well, this is going to be the acid test here. This is what's going to the acid test. I'm, I'm very, very curious because in the last few weeks, months, pretty much anything that Emma, Emma Stewart's lined up from New Zealand, these ex mares and fillies. I've, I've said, well, they'll just win because they just seem to figure them out and place them well and get them humming. And generally they do. They all just seem to keep winning. Now, this one, I'll be honest, I really didn't rate it that highly in New Zealand. And it came from Mark Purton and Natalie Rasmussen. So wow. I will be, I'm very interested to see how she furnishes as a, well, she's still a two-year-old under the under the under the new regime. I guess she would be a th- early three-year-old, as you know, most of us were accustomed to now. Um, she did run second in a stakes race at her last start. She was already brought for that race by Ben Studd as a broodmare, poten- you know, yeah, a, yeah. potential broodmare. She, she's very well related, half sister, I think, to Princess Tiffany, um, as the name suggests, and we know what a, what a grand mare she was. So, so they've brought her as a broodmare. Um, anything she does on the track is a bonus now. But that that group. It was a Group Two race that she ran second in last start. It was only five horses, and the three, the one that won it was a stablemate. Um, absolutely destroyed them. Philly called Millwood Nike, and the three that she beat home. There's no no, no major upside there at this stage. That like none of them have come out and done anything of any great note. So. It was possibly a very flattering second. The three starts before that, I thought were just okay. A couple of minor placings um, in, in the soft field. So, look, she may have improved. Emma and Clayton may may get the best out of her or, you know, whatever. But I certainly don't think she is a win by 25 metres from the outside of the gate, from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe the blood will kick in. You know, Dancing Diamonds, the mother, she was a wonderful mare herself, or Philly, very, very good Philly. So, you know, on paper, she ticks all the boxes, but I think if you just went back and watched those last four starts in New Zealand back in the early winter, late late autumn, you'd probably feel the same way. You'd think, yeah, just okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's about all. I, that's about the best lean I can give uh, listeners this week is, is I'd prefer to see. And knowing Emma and Clayton, they'll prove me wrong. She'll come out and she'll probably smash them. <laughs> well, but I can only be honest from what I can, what I know. Yeah, race. Yeah, I won't 
comment any further because improving horses off Mark Purden and Natalie Rasmussen ain't an easy thing to do, I wouldn't have thought. It's going from the best in New Zealand to the best in Australia, so you wouldn't have thought there'd be much difference. So it'd be very interesting tonight, an interesting runner who is probably going to start pretty short price favourite. so uh, we'll see how that lines up. Race Geelong, mate, there's a couple of Geelong to talk about. If uh, We'll have plenty of time, I think. Race two, number four, American Hammer, a first-up horse, uh, first starter for Josh Diggy and Sam Kilgower. It's uh, $2.50 marked by, uh, I assume that's Craig Rail that's probably done it at Geelong. So it must have trialled pretty impressively, and you do know something about this horse. Oh, I don't know, no, don't know a heck of a lot. Um, I can just fill in a few gaps. It was, it had one trial over here. Oh, gee, it must have been last year, um, maybe mid to, mid 2021, I think it was, well before Josh and Sammy moved over, and they've been there. Yeah, I'm just looking it up here, 29th of May. So it had its it had its one and only New Zealand appearance in a workout 18 months ago, basically. Hmm. Um, so I'm I'm unsure of, of what the delay has been. I feel like I saw this horse in the fields, and we possibly even talked about it six months ago, and it was a late scratching, maybe. I might be getting confused there, but it's it possibly they maybe had a setback. Um, but look, he, he's a very well-related horse. Um, you know, Lance with Lizzie was a Group 1 winner here. She, she was a brilliant mare for Barry Purden. Um, the American Ideals, they seem to flourish. and Yeah, um, Dom doesn't race trash, and Josh... Um, Josh has always been a, a, a trainer, along with his father, John. They've always had a high strike rate. You know, when they take one to the races, they do so with pride. Um, and, and, you know, expecting strong result. They certainly don't go there and make up the numbers. So I've got to, I've got to think that this horse is going to be ready to rumble this week. Um, I guess you, it'll be determined what the bookies open on that. But if, if there's an early market shift, well, that'll be your guide, won't it? I suppose. One. Um, I mean, I can, I can comment on the, the workout, but it was... It was a, it was slower than qualifying speed, and it was eighteen months ago. So what are we really going to learn from that? Yeah, it's had it's had two trials here for two wins at Melton, and the second one it beat Upsize Me, who won very impressively at Warrigal on Monday. So uh, you'd expect off the back of that into this field, just on its trial form in Victoria, um, it would be uh, a fair chance of winning that race. Like a really, really uh, two dollars fifty is probably going to be overs. I'd expect it'll start a bit shorter though. There is an Andy Gath first starter off the second row. Another one in mate, and maybe <laughs> funnily enough, you said that you thought we might have talked about American Hammer six months ago. Well, I reckon we certainly did talk about John James Preston six months ago, and I was at Cranbourne when it was going to have its first start for LB Ashwood and it put on a real performance. Uh, it hit the hit the mobile gate and got fired up and uh, caused the false start and then it threw itself on the ground a couple of times and it was eventually scratched from the race. It had another go at Bendigo where it did a similar thing and uh, LB was in that fall a few months ago. It's changed tables to uh, Reese Nicholson. LB is back. Uh, he had his first drive at Warrigal on Monday, actually back. But... Uh, he's a curious character, John James Preston. So I thought it might be worth uh, touching on this horse again. He ran second in a Bacchus Marsh trial to a Supreme Dominator who would go around in a 52 to 55 class race at Adoa. You could not get a bet on Supreme Dominator in this race. He's run second in a trial to him there. And it was only a three horse field and there was 35 horses at Bacchus Marsh Sunday morning for the trial. So I'm not 100% sure it would have felt like 
a race for John James Preston. I'd say it would have felt like a trial. And Thursday night at Geelong, it'll be under lights. There'll be horses everywhere. And I just wonder if he's going to get away. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, you've said most of it. Look, the, <laughs> yeah, the simple yeah. thing with this—the simple thing with this horse is he's got all the ability in the world. He just needs to—it's not even score up. He just needs to get get up on the gate as it starts moving. That there, there is a real—he's got a real problem with that. Um, I've spoken to the former trainer, who confirmed it was an issue over here. Just a—he's got a bee in his bonnet about about the gate and apparently he needs to be stood there at the start looking with his nose resting on the gate. Well, that's what they were doing in New Zealand, but I don't think, I'm not sure in Australia, when they're um, milling around at the start, not is the mobile arms extended or are they, are they uh, retracted at they're, that point? They're out, but they're not allowed to go up and just stand at the gate. Right. So that's, that's obviously the problem because that's what he was doing in New Zealand um, to calm him down and get him focused. And, hasn't been able to do that over there. So I guess Reese Nicholson's been tasked with trying to get inside this horse's head and convince him that the mobile is his friend and yeah. he should be happy to chase after it. Um, the day, I shouldn't laugh because it's, you know, the connections have been very patient waiting for this horse to be able to line up. And I, I'm pretty sure that, sec- that second time it happened, he, he might have... Um, Injured himself, or you know, he did, cut yeah. bruises or something from from maybe going on the track. So, yeah, look, if if I, if I knew if we knew this horse was going to score up and go around, um, he he should be a dollar forty, I think. But yeah, th- there's that that issue with with the manners at the start. So, and he's an older horse as well. He didn't start. He wasn't broken until he was about four or five. That's the thing. Um, I mean, he's eight now, but he's only. Yeah, I think he's he's turning eight based on his birth date in about a month's time. But he's only had 20 career starts. He didn't race till he was about five. So lightly raced, but it's just a matter of how do you re-educate an older horse that's got that kind of mentality. So hopefully Mr. Nicholson's got it sorted and um, the owners, Michael and Nathan Falvo, um, can get some good returns because... Once he's away, um, there should be plenty. So, yep, fingers yeah. crossed. Um, all I can hope is that uh, the stewards don't keep penalising him because I'm sure that he'll run out of chances eventually if he keeps doing this. They'll they'll get to the point, I don't know what the protocol is, but there must be a point in time that comes where they say he has they to go do. to trials and, and do it a number of times before he's allowed back at the races. So. Uh, and there's been horses that then do it at the trials and they've been barred from racing full stop. So he's a little bit of ways off that. Garrick, mate, as per usual, thank you very much for coming on and we will do this all again next Wednesday. Thank you, sir. Very good. Thanks, Garrick.